The reading today is from Hebrews chapter 11, verses 1 to 3, and then following on verses 8 to 16, which can be found on page 1143 in the Church Bibles. Faith in Action. Now faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. This is what the ancients were commended for. By faith we understand that the universe was formed at God's command so that what is seen was not made out of what was visible. By faith Abraham, when called to go to a place uh, he would later receive as his inheritance, obeyed and went even though he did not know where he was going. By faith he made his home in the promised land like a stranger in a foreign country. He lived in tents as did Isaac and Jacob who were heirs with him of the same promise for he was looking forward to the city with foundations whose architect and builder is God. And by faith even Sarah who was past childbearing age was enabled to bear children because she considered him faithful who had made the promise. And so from this one man, and he as good as dead, came descendants as numerous as the stars in the sky and as countless as the sand on the seashore. All these people were still living by faith when they died. They did not receive the things promised. They only saw them and welcomed them from a distance, admitting that they were foreigners and strangers on earth. People who say such things show that they are looking for a country of their own. If they had been thinking of the country they had left, they would have had opportunity to return. Instead, they were longing for a better country, a heavenly one. Therefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he has prepared a city for them. This is the word of the Lord. And now, if you are able, please stand for the gospel reading. Gospel reading is from Luke chapter 12, uh, verses 32 to 40, and can be found on page 987. Do not be afraid, little flock, for your father has been pleased to give you the kingdom. Sell your possessions and give to the poor. Provide purses for yourselves that will not wear out, a treasure in heaven that will never fail, where no thief comes near and no moth destroys. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Be dressed, ready for service, and keep your lamps burning, like servants waiting for their master to return from a wedding banquet, so that when he comes and knocks, they can immediately open the door for him. It will be good for those servants whose master finds them watching when he comes. Truly, I tell you, he will dress himself to serve, will make them recline at the table, and will come and wait on them. It will be good for those servants whose master finds them ready, even if he comes in the middle of the night or towards daybreak. But understand this, if the owner of the house had known at what hour the thief was coming, he would not have let his house be broken into. You also must be ready, because the Son of Man will come at an hour when you do not expect him. This is the Gospel of the Lord. That gospel passage is all about being ready. So you may wonder why I've got a case and a rucksack here. 
Well, I, like so many people, uh, spent early weeks of this year preparing for holidays. I had one, as you know, in Australia, New Zealand, and had one more recently in the Czech Republic. And one of the things, because we have to do is, when we have a holiday, is the packing. And I hate it. I never know what to take. I always take much too much with me. And uh, always forget something. Always forget something. And it was no different, really, uh, for my most recent holiday. And I'll tell you a little bit more about that later. So let us pray. Lord, take my words and make them your words. Help us, Lord, to look afresh this morning at this whole question of being ready. Ready for all that you want to give us. Ready for all you want to teach us. Ready for all that you want us to do ready for everything you want us to receive, ready for all that you want to give us. And we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Keep your shirts on. Keep the lights on. Be like servants waiting for their master to come back from his honeymoon, awake and ready to open the door when he arrives and knocks. In the message, that's how Eugene Peterson paraphrases Luke chapter 12, verses 35 and 36. And the section is headed, in my Bible at least, watchfulness, watchfulness. In other words, be ready, be prepared, be alert. The idea of being ready uh, is what the passage that Lucy read, the gospel this morning, was all about. And the word ready occurs three times. In, in verse 35 it says, be dressed ready. It goes on in verse 38 to say, it will be good for those servants whose master finds them ready. And in verse 40 Jesus says, you also must be ready because the Son of Man will come at an hour when you do not expect him. Be ready. Well, on the eve of my recent three-week holiday in the Czech Republic, my son phoned to remind me he would be driving me to Stansted to catch my flight. His actual words were, Dad, be ready, and I'll be down to pick you up at around 9.30. By 8.30, I was sitting very smugly, thinking I was completely ready. And then, about quarter past nine, it suddenly, I had a sudden thought, I just checked my passport, and check my ticket. So I did. Well, the passport was all right. It doesn't run out until next year, so that's okay. But then I looked at the ticket. 
you have selected priority and two cabin bags. You can bring one small bag plus one weighing 10, up to 10 kilos. My heart sank. I knew that I had packed more than 10 kilos because I thought in my own mind that I had got an allowance of 20 kilos. So you can imagine the scramble then. First of all, to remember where I'd put the key to the case and I got that out of my pocket and opened it up. Now, what am I going to leave behind? What am I not going to take? Uh, and I'm, I'm, I'm sorry to say that I actually decided to leave behind this great big Bible. And I took with me a King James Version, which I hadn't read King James Version for ages and found I struggled when I tried to read it away and so regretted that I hadn't taken this great uh, Bible. But there were many other things I had to take out. One thing I couldn't take out were the little presents that I planned to take to the people I was going to be staying with, and, and particularly the English tea bags, which one family had asked me to, to, to bring with me. So what I'm trying to say to you this morning is that sometimes we think we are ready for something, and then we realise that we are not. It's quite easy to think we're ready when we are not. And that applies when it comes to considering Christ coming again and or when he, our home calling will come. Many people give no thought uh, to these life-changing things. The thought that one day they're, they're going to die. The thought that one day Christ will come again. Perhaps some of you have heard the story before of the vicar who visited a parishioner and said to her, do you ever think about the hereafter? And she replied, do you know, vicar, it's funny you should say that, but I think more and more about that every day as I get older. Only this morning, I went upstairs to the bedroom, and when I got there, I thought, what have I come up here after? And that really is, sums up how many people think about life and life to come. My surviving a cardiac arrest in 2012 was more than a, a literal wake-up call for me. As I'm constantly telling everyone these days, when I wake up each morning, I thank God for the new day, especially when it's a beautiful day, uh, like this. But I add, if today is the day you call me home to live with you for eternity, then I am ready. I am ready because I know the best is yet to come. So why would Jesus tell us to seek his kingdom? And make it our top priority, if that were not so. The first part of our gospel reading this morning mentioned a treasure in heaven that will never be exhausted and nor destroyed. And Eugene Peterson puts it like this. 
get yourselves a bank that, can, that can't go bankrupt. Get yourselves a bank that can't go bankrupt. And I'd like to add to that and say where the interest on your account is unlimited. Its treasure is more precious than silver and more costly than gold. And I've just listed nine things that I thought of as I thought of various scriptures that, that are, form part of that treasure, that, that thing that we can look forward to. And the first thing I put down was we can look forward to a continued faithfulness of God on God's part that will never be removed, that will never change. Secondly, we can look forward to a life that will never end, free from all the troubles and problems and difficulties that we face in this life. We can look forward to a spring of living water that will never cease to bubble up within us as we drink of it. We can look forward to the promise that we will never be lost again. Christ saved us because we were lost. But we can never be lost again. And fifthly, because we can never be snatched out of the hand of God. Isn't that wonderful? Nothing, he says, will, no one can, can snatch you out of my hand. And that's true for eternity. And it speaks of a love which we can, from which we can never be separated. A calling that will never be revoked. A foundation that will never be destroyed. An inheritance that can never perish, spoil or fade away. Each of those things are priceless. All are taken from promises that God makes to us in his word. Those are just some of the things we should be thinking about as we think about the life to come. For those are just some of the things this life is preparing us for and making us ready to receive. They are all part of what we might call the salvation package that becomes ours when we invite Jesus into our lives as our Lord and Saviour. We can enjoy a foretaste of some of those, if not all of those things, here and now. But in the life to come, they will be even more wonderful, glorious. So be ready to receive them in all their fullness. Although we don't know when Christ will come again, we know that he will because he, he is always true to his promises. Scripture tells us, this same Jesus who has been taken from you into heaven will come back in the same way you have seen him go into heaven. Acts chapter 1, verse 11. And in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, Paul not only gives us advice on how to live this life in a way which is pleasing to God. But he also reminds us 
that Christ will come again and that that day will come like a thief in the night. Toby was just sharing with me this morning that as a boy, he was always slightly afraid of, of, of going to sleep because he thought Christ might come, as he says, as a thief in the night. A thief in the night, or as Jesus himself puts it, at an hour when you do not expect him. There is, however, always the possibility that before the second coming of Christ takes place, when, there, when those who are saved by faith in the Son of God will be taken into his kingdom, that he will already, that we will already be with him because we have already been called home, already enjoying the treasures of his kingdom. Moment by moment, and certainly on a daily basis, we need to ask ourselves, am I ready to meet my Lord? And that's one reason why daily we, we need to confess our sins. Uh, why daily we need to, to, to think about any situation which which separates us uh, either from members of a family or because of something that's happened. Uh, while I was away, one of the sad things was I, 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 I met there uh, a, 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 a mother whose daughter wouldn't have any contact with her. And I just thought, how sad, how sad. And that relationship needs to be put right. But there are all sorts of things that need to be put right. We need to be right with God all the time. One of the relatives of a family I stayed with in, in, the, in the Czech Republic was 19 years old. And two months ago, he was diagnosed with a tumor on the brain. And subject to a miracle, has only a few months to live. And one of his aunts texted him and said how sorry she was to hear uh, this bad news. But she was shaken, shaken, when he replied to her, don't worry about me. I have done what Mary did when told she was going to have a baby. Let me just remind you what Mary did when the angel said to her that she would be the mother of the Lord. She said, I am the Lord's servant. May it be to me as you have said. I would say that, that, that that young man of 19 years old is ready, is prepared to enter the kingdom of God, wouldn't you? Because he's completely putting his faith and trust in God. Although he knows that the doctors and surgeons in the hospital will, will do all that they can to to keep him alive, physically alive, 
he has faced reality and put his life into the hands of God who will either heal him or receive him into his heavenly kingdom. And what this young lad is saying is, either way, I'm on to a winner. Either way, I'm on to a winner. His faith is such that he is trusting God for the outcome of his physical condition. Knowing that it is not as important as his relationship with God and his eternal future. So in other words, despite the possibility of dying, leaving all his family and friends and foregoing the so-called treasures of this life, his mind is not on earthly things, which all come to an end sooner or later. He is getting ready to meet his maker and redeemer and to share in the joys of eternity. When I heard about this young man, was told about his message to his aunt, it challenged me and continues to challenge me about my own relationship with God and my own readiness to take the place Christ has prepared for me in his kingdom. The passport and tickets to Christ's heavenly kingdom are all one. For God says that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. I do believe in him. I do trust him, as he tells us to do. I trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, who one day will come back and take me to be with him. And that I will be where he is forever. Do you? Do you? Do you? Are you ready? It could be at any time. And the good news is, you don't have to worry to pack a suitcase. Because you can't take anything with you. But it will all be provided. God will, as he always does, does in this life, will make the provision. And I mentioned some of the things this morning that he will provide. But there are more. And I challenge you to search the scriptures and, and, and see about the things that, that Christ has promised to give us, not only now, but for eternity or in eternity. How about that robe of righteousness? New clothing. Wow. New life. It doesn't get any better. Everything is provided. Everything is free. 
paid for by the shed blood of Jesus, who died for our sins, but who triumphed over death and lives and reigns in his glorious kingdom, and we shall reign with him. Hallelujah. Amen.